This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Victory Inheritance Ministries, the City of Hope. As you listen, may the Holy Spirit minister to you in the simplicity of the Word of God. Because this battle is not between you and anybody. It is you and God. And yet you see some believers say, no, I, I, I cannot go. Father, why are you allowing me to go through this thing? Look, Lord, if, you, if, if I serve a living God, let uh, say, uh, He's not dead, he's still alive. And he's there smiling. Are we good? 38. Quickly. And he was in the hinder part of the sheep. The inside of the ship, he was there. Why was he there? And what was he doing? The Bible says he was asleep in a pillow. The master was asleep. And they awoke him and said unto him, Master, carries thou not that we perish. Say, Lord, don't sleep on me. Somebody say, Lord, don't sleep on me. Do you know why God slept? Because they thought they could handle the situation themselves. Anytime you think it is a small matter, let me just handle it. God will go to sleep. It's okay. Should we want to handle it? Go ahead. No wonder I began to understand why David never lost a battle. Because he never allowed God to sleep. He wants to take a battle. He said, God, how do I go? Can I go with this weapon or that weapon? He enters the battlefield. He said, God, how do I attack? Should I attack from... He kept God talking. He kept God focusing on the battle. So God never slept on him. And he never lost the battle. He never, he never suffered casualties. So when God is involved constantly, when you are constantly carrying him along in the battle of your life, you find that he will never sleep on you. Because once he sleeps on you, the storms will rage. And let me tell you, when the storms of life, the true storms of life comes, your expertise cannot help you. You know how many fishermen were inside that boat? They have seen storms, but they've never seen this type of storm. Look, no matter how experienced you are, when God is sending a certain trial to your way, you make sure that it is the type you've never seen. Because it must accomplish its purpose. So, life storm is meant to accomplish a purpose. So, the only way to enjoy the storm is to make sure that you are constantly in tune with God. Don't allow him to sleep on you. And how do you do that? By constant meditation with him. By constant prayers. You know, sometimes when things are about to happen, you just know that something will happen, but you don't know what it is. You just don't know. You, God begins to prepare you when danger, serious danger will happen, and there is nothing anybody can do about it. You know, there are certain things, your prayer will not help you in that matter. It must come. There are certain dangers that must come. So God begins to prepare you, begin to build your faith, begin to prepare your heart, you begin to speak in tongues. You, I mean, there is this sensitivity in the spirit when it's about to happen. It's because God knows that this one, oh, it must come. But he wants to make sure that you are ready for it. So are you going through anything now? Has God prepared you for it? Are you in tune with what he's saying about your situation? Or are you angry that he's allowed you to be in it? There is no man, I repeat, there is no man that is not in a battle. Hello. There is no man that is not in a battle. Your bishop is in a battle. Your pastor is in a battle. Your deacon is in a battle. Your HOD is in a battle. Your members are in a battle. So when you get angry that ah, you didn't call me, that, meanwhile your battle may just be against some little, you know, um, uh, what do you call it? neighborhood watch. Meanwhile, he's fighting with soldiers. And you want him to leave 
the battle with soldiers and come and find out how your battle with neighborhood watch is going. So instead of looking at people, look at God. Because everyone is in a battle of their life. Do you know sometimes when he asks somebody for 1,000, the person home and abroad doesn't have up to 500. And you are angry that the person couldn't give you 1,000. Meanwhile, he gave you 200 naira from his 500. Because you have given yourself a false value about him. You believe that he should have done better than that. Well, he's fighting a battle. That even before he removed that 200 naira, God has to convict him and said, the only way out of battle is sacrifice. And he, you know, oh God. Sometimes there are certain things you do, it is out of pain. You, you can't, you can't, you, I mean, you, 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 the heaviness is there, but God said you must do it. Your hand will be heavy to enter your pocket. It will be heavy to come out. It will be heavy to stretch out. It will be heavy to release the thing. Because you know that that thing is a lot to you. Meanwhile, the person you're giving it to still feels it is just a little. I mean, you have not done enough. We are in a battle. Make it easy for him. Tell somebody, make it easy for me. How do I do How do you make it easy? When you understand. When you know that I'm facing what you're facing. I'm, your own may even be higher than mine. Can you imagine somebody co- complaining of rashes in his body? Meanwhile, somebody is being eaten up by cancer. And it is the person being eaten up by cancer that is encouraging somebody who, you know, pimple is eating. But because he didn't see the face... You know, the spots on the face, he feels that, you see, because his face, her face is smooth. That's why, you know, meanwhile, inside is being eaten up. We are in a battle. Praise the Lord. Psalm 107, we'll be taking it from verse 4. Psalm 107, we'll be taking it from verse 4. He said, they wandered in the wilderness. Look, there are people wandering in wilderness of life. There are some people, they are wandering in the wilderness of life. And they don't know how to get out of it. And yet, there are others who are in solitary ways. They've left the wilderness. But they're in a lonely path. They don't even, they're all alone. They don't even know where to turn to. So, I don't know whether you're on, you are still in the wilderness or you've left the wilderness or you're on the lonely path. But whichever place you are, I want you to know that it is not, you are not the only one there. Are we still together? Or you have, you've left me on the way? Let's go. No, no. He said, they wandered in the wilderness and in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell. Some people have left the solitary way. They've entered, but there is no city to dwell in. There are people in the village trying to come to Lagos, but they have tried saving many times and they can't come to Lagos. Are you hearing me? Meanwhile, there are people in Lagos, they can't find accommodation. They don't, know, they don't have a place to lay. Maybe you are among those in Lagos, but you don't have where to stay. Like, I want you to remember there are people who are, in the, are still in the village trying to escape just to anywhere. Let me just get to this Lagos. You know, there are people who today who are big men in Lagos that just came. Let me just stay anywhere in Lagos. The Bible says it is the same God who will let and do it and, you know, and, and work it all in all. No matter your level, God is there with you. Are you here? So, if you're still in the wilderness, it's okay. Some people have left there. And if you've left your wilderness and your soul, you're in your lonely part of life, don't worry. You are going somewhere. If you have left beyond there, you are already in the city. But there is nowhere to lay your head. Remember there are people who are still in the village. They can't afford to pay transport to come to the city. So everybody is on a race. 
everybody. The reason why you don't value your Christianity is because you don't know what Christianity is. A soldier, a, a soldier, a trained soldier who is afraid of the sound of a gun. What do you think should be done to him? When you shoot, back, <laughs> he will hold his head. <laughs> Even a policeman trained, when you hear the sound of a gun, he will take cover and prepare and be ready. But what we have are Christians that are afraid of tribulations. We are afraid of pains. We are afraid of trials and temptation. We are afraid of, you know, battles of life. And God has prepared us and he told us, as long as you're on this earth, you will face trials. He said, but be of good cheers. They will not overwhelm you. I have overcome the world. So why is it an issue that you're going through something? You're serving God and you're going through it. He said it. He didn't, he didn't lie to us. He didn't lie to you. He didn't deceive him. He said, if you follow me, you will have troubles. So why are you now following him and troubles are coming and you are now angry with it? You will have troubles. But don't worry, they will not overcome you. That's the promise. The promise is not that you will not have trouble. The promise is that no matter the trouble, you will overcome it. Let's go. There are those who are found where to stay, but there are no food. They are hungry. They can't afford to eat every day. You know, we used to hear of 101 or 001 or, or, you know, whatever. There are people whose own is not even, it is once in a week or two times in a week. So when they eat, I mean, it's as if they've met God. In this Lagos. You're surprised? Ah, okay. That is true. Some of them, when you see them, the starch is cheap in Lagos anyway. They wash their clothes, starch it, iron it, and they look big. Meanwhile, they are telling me it's, there is a battle in, in, in Niger Bell, I'll be middle bed. Some even smile more than you that it is full. You know why? Because it is not about what is inside your tummy that makes you smile. It is about who you know and what you have. Anointing oil is very cheap. You can see a bottle that, that's 200, a bottle is 400. They will, are, they will anoint themselves, shine, you know. And there is this, your Mary Kay. There is also Peter K. And there is a Bola K. So the level, no matter the level you are, you will hand your own K. So they package just to cover up the pain they are going through. Some are in, in a difficult marriage and they are counseling those who are crying in marriage as marriage counselors. Meanwhile, they are, some of them are being battered every day by their husbands or their wife. You know, battering is either way. It's not only husband that batter wife. Wife sometimes batter husband. Their, their own may not be physical. Sometimes some extreme ones are physical. But their own, most of them are words. By the time it tells you the story of your life, you will kill yourself inside. And meanwhile, those people, after they immediately they close the door of their house, they enter inside a new realm and they become counselors to those who have smaller problems to compare to what they have. And you're jealous in the minds. Ah, thank God for this. this I, want, I wish my marriage would be like him. Meanwhile, you don't know the type of marriage he's having in the house. Stay with what God has given you. Are we still going together? He said, Some are hungry, some are thirsty. They are so fainted in them. That those who are in affliction, they are always constant depression. It's gotten to that level. I don't know which level you are. But I want you to know that God has not left you, left you alone. Hallelujah. Are we still good? He said, what happened? Then. Somebody say then. Then. There's always a then. When you cry unto the Lord. I say they cry unto the Lord in their troubles. You see. It is always in their troubles. 
They've been, some of us have been trying to handle it ourselves. Because you, you have evaluated it and you see that when it's just a small thing, I can do it, I can handle it, you know, whatever. But as, the more you dip, the more, it's like entering a swamp. Have you, have you entered a swamp? Okay. When you put your leg, it is a bit, you know, it's a bit strong. It's okay. You know, swamp is wicked. You will not start catching you from the first step. He will wait for you. You put another leg in, you know, he just go inside, small. By the time you take another one, eh, by the time you now put you, broom. Going forward, going back, nowhere. It's as if the thing was waiting for you to enter. That's the way life problem is. That's why you must not take your step alone without God. From beginning, no matter, even if he looks more, just a little peck. It's okay. say, God, this peck, how do I remove it? Because you never can tell what the devil is planning with it. Hallelujah. And they cried unto the Lord in their troubles. And he delivered them out of all their distresses. Oh God. He's a faithful God. Do I have a witness? Yes, sir. I said the storm of life is not against those that are sitting down. The storms of life Immediately you go on a mission, immediately you are on a mission, the storm rises. Those that face storms are those that have where to go. If you don't have anywhere to go, it's okay, the storm does not really disturb you. But as long as you, your faith is in something, immediately you arise, the storm arises. Hallelujah. The devil is not interested in in who you are or who you worship or who you love as long as it's not God. As long as it's not God. Praise the Lord. Job said something I like so much in Job chapter 13 verse 15. Job 13 15. Job is a man who has gone through pains. He says, Job 13, quickly, 15. He said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But I will maintain my own ways before him. I don't care what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what it is. Oh, God. God help me. Psalm 34. Quickly. Psalm 34. We're reading from verse 17. I want to show you something there. Psalm 34. The righteous cried, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The righteous cried, not the wicked. He is the righteous, and yet he has troubles. Hello? The righteous have troubles too. Whoever God declared righteous is righteous. Anytime you see Bible called the righteous cry, you can be sure that it's not by man's evaluation. He's a righteous person. And the Bible says he has many trouble. And in that trouble, he cried unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. Next verse, quickly. He said, the Lord is near unto them that are of broken hearted. God is there. Whether your heart is broken or in whole. God is with you there. He's not less God when you get broken hearted. He's still complete and in full control. Unto those that are broken hearted and save it such as of be of a contrite spirit. Let's go on. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Uh, but what's happened? But the Lord delivered him out of them all. The more you walk, the more you enter one. As you're living one affliction, another one is coming. So if you want to be a Christian, you better be ready for it. Are you here? If you want to serve God, just be ready for affliction. But they will come. They will come. Christianity does not remove affliction. As a matter of fact, it opens a wide door to afflictions. 
Because even those that love you before will begin to hate you. I was sent out of the house, not by an um, not by a Muslim parent or uncle, but by a Christian Catholic uncle, because I got born again. Sir, you're a witness. Do you understand? I just said, look, this this Jesus. There are better ways to and sincere way to serve Him. I want to follow that way. And they say, leave my house just because of that. He's a Christian, no. So God is not going to stop all the problem from coming to you because you're a Christian. No, sir. As a matter of fact, you have more faith. Yes, let's go ahead. He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But what? But the Lord delivered him out of them all. Go ahead. Verse 20. He said, he keepeth all his bones. Not one of them is broken. In other words, the afflictions may come. You may have bruises in your body. You know why? Because bruises can heal fast. You may lose blood because blood can be replenished within a few days. But what he doesn't allow is the foundation of your faith to be shaken. The bone is the foundation of the body. Once it is broken, the whole figure shakes. So God makes sure that the most important of your life is kept. You know, he, you can't catch God on our ways. He makes, he, said, he makes sure their bones are not broken. Because once the bone of a righteous is broken, it is gone. It is finished. So what he says is that your bone will never be broken. You go through affliction, your skin will be broken. You know, you know when Jesus was crucified, when they, they broke the bones of every other. But when they got to him, they didn't break his bone. They just pierced him. The skin, they pierced his skin because the skin can replace. But they didn't break his bone. Even in death, they didn't break his bone. That's God for you. It's all the way. You'll be afflicted, but your bones shall not be broken. So if you're hearing me here and you're going through afflictions, you're going through pain, there's one thing I will guarantee you. God will intervene when it gets to your bone. Hold on. Tell somebody, hold on. The battle of life can be frustrating. Remember, we saw in, in the book of Mark that after he sent away the multitude, he sent all the people of, you know, a great counselors. Ah, you know, you know, Job had one of them, uh, some of them. Ah, no, it's not like this. You need to make a sacrifice. You prayed this way. You didn't do this one. You didn't do that one. Everybody was giving Job all their counsel. Ah, but Job knew that before God, he was pure. It is not about what I did or what I didn't do. He made sacrifices for his children. He made sure they didn't go in any way. He, he doesn't take people's things. And he helps the poor. In short, he was the best in giving in arms. And yet, when it was time for affliction to come, the devil himself went to God and take permission. Why didn't God refuse the devil? Because the only guarantee he has given is that he will not allow your bone to be broken. The wife of Job come and say, cause God and die. He said, woman, you don't understand. This battle is not between me and the devil. It is between devil and, the, and God. And I will not give him advantage. Don't give the devil advantage in your life. In the name of Jesus. I will stay there. Verse what? Verse 21. He said, evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be de desolate. Verse 22, he said, the Lord redeemed the soul of his servant, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Even if we are, we are looking at it and everywhere, nothing is from anywhere is coming, you nothing to hold on to, no. God says you can never get to the point of desolation. There will always be help for you. There will always be help for you. Praise the Lord. There will always be help for you. So sit, buckle up. Paul said anybody involved in, in sports, anybody involved in a race does not get distracted. A soldier is not, you know, 
unstable it's not it doesn't get involved in so many battles he only gets involved in the battle commanded by the commander focus on god i don't know what you're going through but god says should tell you that he's there with you the storm may be raging but i want you to know that as long as jesus is in your boat wake him up don't let him sleep on you as long as he's there the storm have not the bible said after he came up and he got up and he said peace be still everywhere became calm they were still in the seal and the bible said they wondered and said what type of a man is this he's a man that knows his god he said father i see you and whatever i see you do that is what i do he's always in he see god what did Elisha, Elisha said to his servant when he cried that there were multitude against them? He didn't pray that God destroyed the multitude because they are in their own assignment. You cannot hinder the assignment of another person because of your own. Praise the Lord. Everyone is an assignment. Your enemies are on assignment. Your friends are on assignment. You are on assignment. So because you are on assignment does not mean they should stop their own assignment. There are people saying, no, Papa used to say, people, God sent people into your life. Some to destroy you, some to make your life better. It is you that will now identify your purpose and your goal and focus on it. So when those who come to destroy your, 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 your destiny comes, you will notice that, okay, no, this is not it. They will introduce certain things that is not important for your destiny. He says, sorry, I, I appreciate you, but this is not me. I mean, it is not for me now. And somebody comes with the one that will help you. He says, thank you so much. God bless you for coming, but you, you do not worship the person. I will stay here together. That's what you should understand. And the Bible said, and he got up, and they were afraid. Because they didn't understand God's purpose. But my prayer for you is that you will understand the purpose of God concerning your life. That when the storm rages, you'll be happy and you'll sing a new song. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he said, I fear no evil. You know why? Because as he walks, he was seeing God. So what did Elisha say? What did he do? And the Bible said, and Elisha said, oh God, open the eyes. Because all he, the reason why he's afraid, the reason why he's like that is because he's not seeing what I'm seeing. If you're seeing what I'm seeing in your destiny about this God, you will be calm when trouble comes. He said, open his eye so that he may see. And the Bible said, and God opened his eye. The one that was shattered suddenly became calm. Knowledge will change your perspective. He became calm. Oh, 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 oh. All the, ah, okay. Oh, it's okay. And he was calm. Nothing changed. The only thing that changed that was God, that, that God opened his eyes. The battle you're fighting, the reason why, all you need is a different perspective. What God is showing you. That's what, if you see what he's saying concerning your destiny, you will not be afraid. Praise the Lord. And he said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, they are thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a hope. And to take you unexpected. Look, that means you must know the end yourself. If you don't know the end, you will not know when you get there. You have a perfect picture of where you're going. So that when you get there, you will relax. So that when storms come on your way, you will not be, because this is not it. The devil will say, no, don't sit down here. You know, Jesus knew where he was going. He knew he was going to the cross. So when the devil said, look, bow down, I will give you this. Do this, I will give you that. Do that. He said, Satan, look, oh, thank you. All the things you are showing me, it's okay. But I am going somewhere. I have not gotten to the place. I, my, my ultimate destiny is the cross. And I don't care what I face on the way. Until I get there, that's when I know that I have accomplished my destiny. Sorry, it is not here. And the Bible said, God sent an angel to strengthen him. Look, anytime you, you go through a situation... You get more understanding. You get more knowledge. Your faith increases and God is happier for it. Because you will not stop until he takes you to where he's taking you. I want you to rise up and just and close your eyes and talk to God. Say, God help me. God help me. In this race of destiny, in this race of life, in my passion to get to where you want me to get to, Lord help me. Don't allow me to be distracted. Don't allow the enemy to triumph over me. Don't allow the pain of life to overwhelm me. Help me to know that, oh God, that no matter what I face, you are there with me. That you are there with me. Talk to, talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Father, thank you.
Talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. Because this battle is not between you and anybody. It is you and God. And yet you see some believers say, no, I, I, I cannot go. Father, why are you allowing me to go through this thing? Look, Lord, if, you, if, if I serve a living God, let uh, say, uh, he's not dead, he's still alive. And he's there smiling. Are we good? 38. Quickly. And he was in the hinder parts of the ship. The inside of the ship, he was there. Why was he there? And what was he doing? The Bible says he was asleep in a pillow. The master was asleep. And they awoke him and said unto him, Master, carries thou not that we perish. Say, Lord, don't sleep on me. Somebody say, Lord, don't sleep on me. Do you know why God slept? Because they thought they could handle the situation themselves. Anytime you think it is a small matter, let me just handle it. God will go to sleep. It's okay. Shall we want to handle it? Go ahead. No wonder I began to understand why David never lost the battle. Because he never allowed God to sleep. He wants to take a battle. He said, God, how do I go? Can I go with this weapon or that weapon? He enters the battlefield. He says, God, how do I attack? Should I attack from... He kept God talking. He kept God focusing on the battle. So God never slept on him. And he never lost the battle. He never, he never suffered casualties. So when God is involved constantly, when you are constantly carrying him along in the battle of your life, you find that he will never sleep on you. Because once he sleeps on you, the storms will rage. And let me tell you, when the storms of life, the true storms of life comes, your expertise cannot help you. You know how many fishermen were inside that boat? They have seen storms, but they've never seen this type of storm. Look, no matter how experienced you are, when God is sending a certain trial to your way, you make sure that it is the type you've never seen. Because it must accomplish its purpose. So, life storm is meant to accomplish a purpose. So, the only way to enjoy the storm is to make sure that you are constantly in tune with God. Don't allow him to sleep on you. And how do you do that? By constant meditation with him. By constant prayers. You know, sometimes when things are about to happen, you just know that something will happen, but you don't know what it is. You just don't know. God begins to prepare you when danger, serious danger will happen, and there is nothing anybody can do about it. You know, there are certain things, your prayer will not help you in that matter. It must come. There are certain danger that must come. So God begins to prepare you, begin to build your faith, begin to prepare your heart. You begin to speak in tongues. You, I mean, there is this sensitivity in the spirit when it's about to happen. It's because God knows that this one, oh, it must come. But he wants to make sure that you are ready for it. So are you going through anything now? Has God prepared you for it? Are you in tune with what he's saying about your situation? Or are you angry that he's allowed you to be in it? There is no man, I repeat, there is no man that is not in a battle. Hello. There is no man that is not in a battle. Your bishop is in a battle. Your pastor is in a battle. Your deacon is in a battle. Your HOD is in a battle. Your members are in a battle. So when you get angry that ah, you didn't call me, that meanwhile your battle may just be against some little, you know, um, uh, what do you call neighborhood watch. Meanwhile, he's fighting with soldiers. And you want him to leave the battle with soldiers and come and find out how your battle with neighborhood watch is going. So instead of looking at people, look at God. 
Because everyone is in a battle of their life. Do you know sometimes when he asks somebody for 1,000, the person home and abroad doesn't have up to 500. And you are angry that the person couldn't give you 1,000. Meanwhile, he gave you 200 naira from his 500. Because you have given yourself a false value about him. You believe that he should have done better than that. Well, he's fighting a battle. That even before he removed that 200 naira, God has to convict him and said, the only way out of battle is sacrifice. And he, you know, oh God. Sometimes there are certain things you do, it is out of pain. You, you can't, you can't, you, I mean, you, 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 the heaviness is there, but God said you must do it. Your hand will be heavy to enter your pocket. It will be heavy to come out. It will be heavy to stretch out. It will be heavy to release the thing. Because you know that that thing is a lot to you. Meanwhile, the person you're giving it to still feels it is just a little. I mean, you have not done enough. We are in a battle. Make it easy for him. Tell somebody, make it easy for me. How do I do it? How do you make it easy? When you understand. When you know that I'm facing what you're facing. I'm, your own may even be higher than mine. Can you imagine somebody co complaining of rashes in his body? Meanwhile, somebody is being eaten up by cancer. And it is the person being eaten up by cancer that is encouraging somebody who, you know, pimple is eating. But because he didn't see the face... You know, the spots on the face, he feels that, you see, because his face, her face is smooth. That's why, you know, meanwhile, inside is being eaten up. We are in a battle. Praise the Lord. Psalm 107, we'll be taking it from verse 4. Psalm 107, we'll be taking it from verse 4. He said, they wandered in the wilderness. Look, there are people wandering in wilderness of life. There are some people, they are wandering in the wilderness of life. And they don't know how to get out of it. And yet, there are others who are in solitary ways. They've left the wilderness. But they're in a lonely path. They don't even, they're all alone. They don't even know where to turn to. So, I don't know whether you're on, you are still in the wilderness or you've left the wilderness or you're on the lonely path. But whichever place you are, I want you to know that it is not, you are not the only one there. Are we still together? Or you have, you've left me on the way? Let's go. No, no. He said, they wandered in the wilderness and in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell. Some people have left the solitary way. They've entered, but there is no city to dwell in. There are people in the village trying to come to Lagos, but they have tried saving many times and they can't come to Lagos. Are you hearing me? Meanwhile, there are people in Lagos, they can't find accommodation. They don't, know, they don't have a place to lay. Maybe you are among those in Lagos, but you don't have where to stay. Like, I want you to remember there are people who are, in the, are still in the village trying to save just to come anywhere. Let me just get to this Lagos. You know, there are people who today who are big men in Lagos that just came. Let me just stay anywhere in Lagos. The Bible says it is the same God who will let and do it and, you know, and, and work it all in all. No matter your level, God is there with you. Are you here? So, if you're still in the wilderness, it's okay. Some people have left there. And if you've left your wilderness and you're in your lonely part of life, don't worry. You are going somewhere. If you have left beyond there, you are already in the city. But there is nowhere to lay your head. Remember there are people who are still in the village. They can't afford to pay transport to come to the city. So everybody is on a race. Everybody. The reason why you don't value your Christianity is because you don't know what Christianity is. 
a soldier, a, a soldier, a trained soldier who is afraid of the sound of a gun, what do you think should be done to him? When you shoot, bah! You hold his head. <laughs> Even a policeman trained, when you hear the sound of a gun, he will take cover and prepare and be ready. But what we have are Christians that are afraid of tribulations. We are afraid of pains. We are afraid of trials and temptation. We are afraid of, you know, battles of life. And God has prepared us and he told us, as long as you're on this earth, you will face trials. He said, but be of good cheers. They will not overwhelm you. I have overcome the world. So why is it an issue that you're going through something? You're serving God and you're going through it. He said it. He didn't, he didn't lie to us. He didn't lie to you. He didn't deceive him. He said, if you follow me, you will have troubles. So why are you now following him and troubles are coming and you are now angry with it? You will have troubles. But don't worry, they will not overcome you. That's the promise. The promise is not that you will not have trouble. The promise is that no matter the trouble, you will overcome it. Let's go. There are those who are found where to stay, but there are no food. They are hungry. They can't afford to eat every day. You know, we used to hear of 101 or 1 or 001 or, you know, whatever. There are people whose own is not even, it is once in a week or two times in a week. So when they eat, I mean, it's as if they've met God. In this Lagos. You're surprised? Ah, okay. That is true. Some of them, when you see them, the starch is cheap in Lagos anyway. They wash their clothes, starch it, iron it, and they look big. Meanwhile, they are told me there is a battle in a middle a Niger bed, a middle bed. Some even smile more than you that it is full. You know why? Because it is not about what is inside your tummy that makes you smile. It is about who you know and what you have. Anointing oil is very cheap. You can see a bottle that, that's 200, a bottle is 400. They will, are, they will anoint themselves, shine, you know. And there is this, your Mary Kay. There is also Peter K. And there is a Bola K. So the level, no matter the level you are, you will hand your own K. So they package just to cover up the pain they are going through. Some are in, in a difficult marriage and they are counseling those who are crying in marriage as marriage counselors. Meanwhile, they are, some of them are being battered every day by their husbands or their wife. You know, battering is either way. It's not only husband that batter wife. Wife sometimes batter husband. Their, their own may not be physical. Sometimes some extreme ones are physical. But their own, most of them are words. By the time he tell you the story of your life, you will kill yourself inside. And meanwhile, those people, after they immediately they close the door of their house, they enter inside a new realm and they become counselors to those who have smaller problems to compare to what they have. And you're jealous in the mind. Ah, thank God for this. this I, want, I wish my marriage would be like him. Meanwhile, you don't know the type of marriage he's having in the house. Stay with what God has given you. Are we still going together? He said, Some are hungry, some are thirsty. They are so fainted in them. That those who are in affliction, they are always constant depression. It's gotten to that level. I don't know which level you are. But I want you to know that God has not left you, left you alone. Hallelujah. Are we still good? He said, what happened? Then. Somebody say then. Then. There's always a then. When you cry unto the Lord. I say they cry unto the Lord in their troubles. You see. It is always in their troubles. They've been, some of us have been trying to handle it ourselves. Because you, you have evaluated it and you see that when it's just a small thing, I can do it, I can handle it, you know, whatever. 
But as the more you dip, the more it's like entering a swamp. Have you have you entered a swamp? Okay. When you put your leg, it is a bit, you know, it's a bit strong. If it's okay. You know, swamp is wicked. You'll not start catching you from the first step. He'll wait for you. You put another leg in, you know, he just go inside small. By the time you take another one, uh, by the time you now put you, broom. Going forward, going back, nowhere. It's as if the thing was waiting for you to enter. That's the way life problem is. That's why you must not take your step alone without God. From beginning, no matter, even if he looks more, just a little peck. He okay. said, God, this peck, how do I remove it? Because you never can tell what the devil is planning with it. Hallelujah. And they cried unto the Lord in their troubles. And he delivered them out of all their distresses. Oh God. He's a faithful God. Do I have a witness? Yes, I said the storm of life is not against those that are sitting down. The storms of life Immediately you go on a mission, immediately you are on a mission, the storm rises. Those that face storms are those that have where to go. If you don't have anywhere to go, it's okay, the storm does not really disturb you. But as long as you, your faith is in something, immediately you arise, the storm arises. Hallelujah. The devil is not interested in... In who you are, or who you worship, or who you love, as long as it's not God. As long as it's not God. Praise the Lord. Job said something I like so much in Job chapter 13, verse 15. Job 13, 15. Job is a man who has gone through pains. He says, Job 13, quickly. 15. He said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But I will maintain my own ways before him. I don't care what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what it is. Oh, God. God help me. Psalm 34. Quickly. Psalm 34. We'll be reading from verse 17. I want to show you something there. Psalm 34. The righteous cried, and the Lord heareth and delivered them out of all their troubles. The righteous cried, not the wicked. He is the righteous, and yet he has troubles. Hello? The righteous have troubles too. Whoever God declared righteous is righteous. Anytime you see Bible called the righteous cry, you can be sure that it's not by man's evaluation. He's a righteous person. And the Bible says he has many trouble. And in that trouble, he cried unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. Next verse, quickly. He said, the Lord is near unto them that are of broken hearted. God is there. Whether your heart is broken or in whole. God is with you there. He is not less God when you get broken hearted. He is still complete and in full control. Unto those that are broken hearted. And save it sort as of be of a contract spirit. Let's go on. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. And, but what's happened? But the Lord delivered him out of them all. The more you walk, the more you enter one. As you're living one affliction, another one is coming. So if you want to be a Christian, you better be ready for it. Are you here? If you want to serve God, just be ready for affliction. But they will come. They will come. Christianity does not remove affliction. As a matter of fact, it opens a wide door to afflictions. Because even those that love you before will begin to hate you. I was sent out of the house, not by, an, not by a Muslim parent or uncle, but by 
a Christian Catholic uncle because I got born again. Sir, you're a witness. Do you understand? I just said, look, this, this Jesus, there are better ways to, and sincere ways to serve him. I want to follow that way. And they say, leave my house. Just because of that. He's a Christian, no? So God is not going to stop all the problem from coming to you because you're a Christian. No, sir. As a matter of fact, you have more faith. Yes, let's go ahead. He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But what? But the Lord delivered him out of them all. Go ahead. Verse 20. He said, he keepeth all his bones. Not one of them is broken. In other words, the afflictions may come. You may have bruises in your body. You know why? Because bruises can heal fast. You may lose blood because blood can be replenished within a few days. But what he doesn't allow is the foundation of your faith to be shaken. The bone is the foundation of the body. Once it is broken, the whole figure shakes. So God makes sure that the most important of your life is kept. You know, he, you can't catch God unawares. He makes, he, said, he makes sure their bones are not broken. Because once the bone of a righteous is broken, it is gone. It is finished. So what he says is that your bone will never be broken. You go through affliction, your skin will be broken. You know, you know when Jesus was crucified, when they, they broke the bones of every other. But when they got to him, they didn't break his bone. They just pierced him. The skin, they pierced his skin because the skin can replace. But they didn't break his bone. Even in death, they didn't break his bone. That's God for you. It's all the way. You'll be afflicted, but your bones shall not be broken. So if you're hearing me here and you're going through afflictions, you're going through pain, there's one thing I will guarantee you. God will intervene when it gets to your bone. Hold on. Tell somebody, hold on. The battle of life can be frustrating. Remember, we saw in, in the book of Mark that after he sent away the multitude, he sent all the people of, you know, a great counselors. Ah, you know, you know, Job had one of them, uh, some of them. Ah, no, it's not like this. You need to make a sacrifice. You pray this way. You didn't do this one. You didn't do that one. Everybody was giving Job all their counsel. Ah, but Job knew that before God, he was pure. It is not about what I did or what I didn't do. He made sacrifices for his children. He made sure they didn't go in any way. He, he doesn't take people's things. And he helps the poor. In short, he was the best in giving in arms. And yet, when it was time for affliction to come, the devil himself went to God and take permission. Why didn't God refuse the devil? Because the only guarantee he has given is that he will not allow your bone to be broken. The wife of Job come and say, curse God and die. He said, woman, you don't understand. This battle is not me, between me and the devil. It is between devil and, the, and God. And I will not give him advantage. Don't give the devil advantage in your life. In the name of Jesus. Are we still there? Verse what? Verse 21. He said, evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be de desolate. Verse 22, he said, the Lord redeemed the soul of his servant, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Even if we are, we are looking at it and everywhere, nothing is from anywhere is coming, you no, nothing to hold on to, no, God says you can never get to the point of desolation. There will always be help for you. There will always be help for you. Praise the Lord. There will always be help for you. So sit, buckle up. Paul said anybody involved in, in sports, anybody involved in a race does not get distracted. A soldier is not, you know, Unstable. He's not, he doesn't get involved in so many battles. He only gets involved in the battle commanded by the commander. Focus on God. I don't know what you're going through, but God says I should tell you that he's there with you. 
The storm may be raging, but I want you to know that as long as Jesus is in your boat, wake him up. Don't let him sleep on you. As long as he's there, the storm have not... The Bible says after he came up and he got up and he said, peace be still, everywhere became calm. They were still in the sea, And the Bible said they wondered and said, what type of a man is this? He's a man that knows his God. He said, Father, I see you. And whatever I see you do, that is what I do. He's always in, he, he see God. What did Elisha, Elisha say to his servant when he cried that there were multitude against them? He, he didn't pray that God destroyed the multitude. Because they are in their own assignment. You cannot hinder the assignment of another person because of your own. Praise the Lord. Everyone is an assignment. Your enemies are on assignment. Your friends are on assignment. You are on assignment. So because you are on an assignment does not mean they should stop their own assignment. There are people saying, you no, know, Papa used to say, people, God sent people into your life. Some to destroy you, some to make your life better. It is you that will now identify your purpose and your goal and focus on it. So when those who come to destroy your, 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 your destiny comes, you will notice that, okay, no, this is not it. They will introduce certain things that is not important for your destiny. He says, sorry, I, I, I appreciate you, but this is not me. I mean, it is not for me now. And somebody comes with the one that will help you. He says, thank you so much. God bless you for coming. But you, you do not worship the person. I will stay here together. That's what you should understand. And the Bible said, and he got up, and they were afraid. Because they didn't understand God's purpose. But my prayer for you is that you will understand the purpose of God concerning your life. That when the storm rages, you'll be happy and you sing a new song. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he said, I fear no evil. You know why? Because as he walks, he was seeing God. So what did Elisha say? What did he do? And the Bible said, and Elisha said, oh God, open the eyes. Because all he, the reason why he's afraid, the reason why he's like that is because he's not seeing what I'm seeing. If you're seeing what I'm seeing in your destiny about this God, you will be calm when trouble comes. He said, open his eye so that he may see. And the Bible said, and God opened his eye. The one that was shattered suddenly became calm. Knowledge will change your perspective. He became calm. Oh, 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 oh. All the, ah, okay. Uh, oh, it's okay. And he was calm. Nothing changed. The only thing that changed that was God, that, that God opened his eyes. The battle you're fighting, the reason why, all you need is a different perspective. What God is showing you. That's what, if you see what he's seeing concerning your destiny, you will not be afraid. Praise the Lord. And he said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, they are thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a hope. And to take you unexpected. Look, that means you must know the end yourself. If you don't know the end, you will not know when you get there. You have a perfect picture of where you're going. So that when you get there, you will relax. So that when storms come on your way, you will not be, because this is not it. The devil will say, no, then sit down here. You know, Jesus knew where he was going. He knew he was going to the cross. So when the devil said, look, bow down, I will give you this. Do this, I will give you that. Do that. He said, Satan, look, oh, thank you. All the things you are showing me, it's okay. But I am going somewhere. I have not gotten to the place. I, my, my ultimate destiny is the cross. And I don't care what I face on the way. Until I get there, that's when I know that I've accomplished my destiny. Sorry, it is not here. And the Bible said, God sent an angel to strengthen him. Look, anytime you, you go through a situation... You get more understanding. You get more knowledge. Your faith increases and God is happier for it. Because you will not stop until he takes you to where he's taking you. I want you to rise up and just and close your eyes and talk to God. Say, God help me. God help me. In this race of destiny, in this race of life, in my passion to get to where you want me to get to, Lord help me. Don't allow me to be distracted. Don't allow the enemy to triumph over me. Don't allow the pain of life to overwhelm me. Help me to know that, oh God, that no matter what I face, you are there with me. That you are there with me. Talk to, talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Father, thank you. Talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name.
We hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30 p.m. and Sundays 8.30 a.m. at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi Waterfront, Fort Roundabout, along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries, or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.